It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're fixing to have us a good day. This is Locked On Auburn. Zach Blackerby, Michael Papp is here with you. All right, so we're recording this at about a little after 9.30 on Wednesday morning. And Auburn has a chance to get a pretty big recruit in just a few uh, in just a few hours. It is decision day for Jaden Roberts. I think he's going to commit. It seems like everybody is predicting him to commit. Uh, plays offensive line for Auburn's quarterback of the future at North Shore High School. So um, excited about that. We'll talk more about Auburn's potential four-star offensive guard tomorrow on tomorrow's show, and we're going to have a, a national recruiting writer join us as well Alex Simpson of Rivals so excited to chat with him tomorrow we'll talk about I think we'll be talking about Auburn's latest uh, member of this class and kind of a look at how Auburn's offensive line class I think will be one of the best offensive line classes in the country so we'll talk about that with Alec and more tomorrow but today Michael I want to kind of piggyback a, a brief conversation that we had yesterday I want to talk a little bit about some junior college chatter and also, there's been an article on College of Magnolia, which is another place that you can hear Locked on Auburn every day. Uh, there's an article up there that I'm really pumped about. But first, I want to give a shout out to our friends at Built Bar, Michael. We've talked about this before. Some days just drag on and on and on. And I tell you what, me personally, some days are dragging mm-hmm. on and on and on because I'm not getting any sleep because I've got a newborn that wants to cry all the time, which is fine. That's what babies do. She's precious. But uh, <laughs> when, when I need a quick jump, when I need a quick jolt, if you will, I turn to Built Bar. Yeah, I'm probably going to eat one when we uh, when we finish recording. It's yeah. been a couple hours since I ate, and I don't know if I'm ready for lunch. Try to eat lunch at like an appropriate lunchtime. Like a normal it's human, like, not like, like a morning show DJ human. Yeah, yeah it's I like 9.30 right now. So <laughs> Yeah, well, they've got all kinds of flavors. They are adding flavors all the time. My favorite is anything having to do with peanut butter. I think that is delicious. But they have nut-free bars that are made out of a nut-free facility as well. So check that out. Also, you got chocolate cookie dough. Um, then you got a peach cobbler as well. And so you can check all those out at BuiltBar.com. You can use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your first box. Once again, that is at www.BuiltBar.com. Com. All right, Michael, so yesterday we were talking about just different targets that Auburn's going after and just kind of some buzz that Auburn's getting uh, for some Auburn or some potential future Auburn football standouts. We were talking about Jamori Robinson, defensive end, 6'6", 248 out of Alexandria, Virginia, goes to Monroe Community College. And it kind of sparked something that I think is interesting about a lot of the Auburn fan base. And if you guys think I'm misspeaking here, please reach out to the show. But... People that are anti-Gus, they want to jab him a lot for picking up junior college guys. And so I think that's interesting. I love junior college players. I love it when Auburn recruits junior college guys because they're probably going to make more of an impact than your average freshman. And so I went back and I looked at every recruiting class Auburn has had since 2013, since Gus Malzahn took over as head coach at Auburn. So we're not counting the Cam Newton and Nick Fairley, but we could also put these guys on the list. Um, but let's just kind of go in order. And I think it's interesting, and I want to kind of get your thoughts on the numbers of guys mm-hmm. when it first started, then kind of more recently, and just kind of see if there's a pattern that sticks out to your head, and we can talk about why. But in 2013, 
I didn't realize uh, how loaded the JUCO class was, but you had Cameron Artis Payne, who eventually led the SEC in rushing one of the years that he was at Auburn. Devontae Daisy, uh, who I believe played a little bit of guard at Auburn. Ben Bradley, I don't remember him, if I'm being 100% honest, uh, but he was a highly touted defensive tackle. Brandon King, who played all over the defense and played all over special teams and has Super Bowls. Uh, then Nick Marshall, maybe you heard of him. One of the... Who? What? Who's huh? that? What? But he was pretty good. He was pretty good. He was yeah. a pretty good college quarterback. So um, I think that is something. And so you're obviously going to have more guys when, at the beginning of your... Tenure. Coaching tenure mm-hmm. wherever you are because you want your guys on the field, so that makes sense. But I'm just right there from the guys that you read, what sticks out to me is they're trying to fill positions of need. Uh, I mean, we talked about the secondary. Uh, I mean, really, since 2010, we've talked about the secondary being a weak point up until probably last season uh, for Auburn, and or a weaker point. And um, they bring in Brandon King, who's a guy who as you said, has gone on to have a good NFL career. Cameron Artis-Payne, when you look at the Auburn backfield from 2013, you got Trey Mason and then kind of the guys behind him. You had Corey Grant as kind of a speed guy, but no one else really to to be that backup role. And so they bring in a guy to do that, Cameron Artis-Payne. Obviously, starting quarterback was an issue, so they brought in a guy to do that and Nick Marshall. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know a lot about the D-line situation going into that season. I don't know how, like you said, I don't know how much Ben Bishop played. Um, or Ben Bradley. Oh, it's sorry, That's Ben fine. Bradley. It's that, that shows how little I I remember him. Yeah, he's the one I, I recognize the least. But yeah, so I I think those guys were a big part of the 2013 and 2014 season. Let's go ahead to looking at the 2014 junior college class: Dequell Williams, Duke Williams, Devonte Lambert, Derek Moncrief, Joseph Turner, Devereaux Lawrence. And Xavier Dampier, a lot of those guys were starters. Duke Williams spent time in the league. Devontae Lambert spent time in the league. Devereaux Lawrence spent time in the league. Xavier Dampier was a was a part of all Auburn's offensive line as a guard for a while. Derek Moncrief, I I think he was in the rotation, but I don't think he was a big time player. Same with uh, Joseph Turner, but I think that's uh, I mean that's once again that is a big part of that 2014 se- uh, that 2014 team. Yeah, and. I'm not sure if you said, I mean, Duke Williams also in the league. He was also the CFL's player of the year or whatever. Yeah. I mean, he's had a a good professional career, even if it hasn't been, you know, hugely NFL successful. Yeah. No, you're right. And then in 15, Javon Robinson, the running back. I believe he was the number one Juco running back coming out uh, in that year. Uh, Jason Smith and Marquise Swain Jr. Interestingly enough, Jason Smith and Javon Robinson, when I kind of think back to covering the team at that point there was so much excitement about Javon Robinson and Jason Smith so much mm-hmm. and neither of them really found a, a place Jason Smith was kind of a situation where you didn't really know what position he was he was recruited as an athlete and then Javon Robinson it seems like there was uh, issues in the classroom and then it kind of led to some other things and he just uh, eventually just didn't really ever pan out at Auburn but so there was all the hype about those two guys but Maurice Swain, I mean, he he was a starter. I mean, he played he played on the defensive front. It seemed like for more than two years. But I mean, he was a he was a big part of what Auburn did. As far as you know, wasn't it a Nick Fairley or a Derek Brown or mm-hmm. things like that? But I mean, he was a solid piece on the defense. So the, correct me if I'm wrong. Was 2015 the year of Cam Petway or was it Peyton Barber? Um, so that would have been uh, yeah. So that, I think that would have been Peyton Barber still. Okay. Never mind then. 
because 14 was cap. Yeah. And then Peyton was after cap. So, okay. yeah. So then, th- so this makes sense then. So Javon Robinson was brought in to be the next guy, right? To to be, you know, the 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 Cameron artist Payne to Peyton Barber's yeah. Trey Mason, and then the next season uh, he would have been the starter, and, and that would make sense as to why the next season it seemed like Cap came or not Cap uh, Petway came out of nowhere, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, because, and that's when Carry On started getting more touches mm-hmm. as well, and so they had enough time of recruiting and building up their team that they were able to you know they didn't have to rely on much of juco so i mean in 15 they were down to three juco guys by my count so i may have missed a few guys here and if i did please call me out but then 16 i believe they only had one juco guy and it was john franklin the third and what a weird scenario that is when you look back on it what a nightmare that was. Well, there was so much excitement, and then that TV show comes out on Netflix, and it's like, oh, he didn't play. <laughs> yeah, there was like all this excitement, and and you know, and then when the show came out, and everyone, you know, everyone rushes to watch it to to, and it's, it's talking about how it's a great show. I watched like the first seven minutes of the first episode, and, and I was not covering the team at the time, and I've never been a huge, um, like recruiting person i've never really followed recruiting that closely we're trying to grow here yeah we're growing for you guys yeah and so i watched the first seven minutes and they showed the coach you know saying that they're going to go with the other guy over john franklin at quarterback and i was like okay that's all i need to watch that's all i need to know like if you and then we all know what what really happened with john franklin the third right nothing nothing happened yeah and then he went to FAU, and one of the, my favorite things is that he played wide receiver at FAU. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> well, he was he was going to play uh, wide receiver at Auburn, and then he then he transferred, and I don't think anybody has really shaken up over that. But that's all right. But I, I, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, also. But I, I thought that that was part of kind of the behind the scenes stuff at Auburn was that he really wanted to play quarterback and didn't want to play wide receiver. Uh, maybe you're right. Maybe you're and right. Then that I mean, was that, like, that whole scenario was just, or this whole saga was interesting. Like, we always talk about how weird the Cam Petway saga was. Yeah. The John Franklin the third one was pretty weird, too. Yeah, that was super weird. But then it was like, I think the other backup was like Woody Barrett, and Auburn fans were like, please put Woody Barrett on the field. I'm like, Woody Barrett's not good. I'm like, what are y'all doing? And that was when Woody Barrett was like, the videos that come out of him throwing the ball from like the 25 yard line all the way to the end zone yeah so it was like oh this guy's got a cannon but then you see him at a day and it's like that dude like has no idea what's going on <laughs> like physically i think he's got it but he just he is lost out there and it stinks because like physically yeah. it's exactly what you want and i'm sure that was, I'm sure it was frustrating to him I'm sure it was frustrating to the coaching staff but uh i think he did okay wherever he transferred to toledo not toledo uh because auburn played him eventually auburn played him last season yeah Whatever. All right. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we got uh, we got a few more classes that I want to talk about. So, but first, uh, June. You know, June. Who, we we love we love fetch me. We do. June is Fetcher Appreciation Month. Okay. And so to celebrate, Fetch Me has two two promo codes, two promo codes, and ways to celebrate. You can use Fetch Me Twenty for your first delivery free. We all got that. Oh yeah, that's clear. Obviously, that is the staple here. But they also have uh, 25 off, 2-5-O-F-F. And you get $25 off everything you order. $25 off everything I order? That's what, that's what the email says. I'm a little Are hesitant to read it. 
But like I sent I sent Ken and the folks that fetched me an email back I'm like, all right, so that's what that is. He's like, yep, you're good. I'm like, okay. $25? <laughs> that's what it says. So. Oh, my goodness. So, there you go. There's no reason for you to leave your house this week or in June. And, uh, yeah, so uh, we love the folks that fetch me, and they love you. And be sure to appreciate their fetchers. Tip well and uh, take care of those folks because that is a uh, – it's not always the most fun job, so especially during a, you know, a pandemic. So use promo code FetchMe20 for your first delivery free or promo code 25OFF25 off, and you can get 25 off everything that you order. Please, um, please check out um, FetchMe's free app. Just search FetchMe Delivery or FetchMeDelivery.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, Michael. So looking at the 2017 class oh I, I know one go ahead jared stidham do you know the other one we just talked to him oh sal canelo there you go yeah. there you go small but very relevant oh yeah oh, very yeah. relevant and i think this is when people got more frustrated again because for some reason people really don't like it that gus malzahn has had to go get juco quarterbacks to be successful mm-hmm. with cam nick and jared um i personally don't have an issue with it because you know what they get you know what you're getting when you get those guys, but um, I'm I, I'm just compiling this list to say like most of these guys were relevant to some extent or starters. You know they may not have and, been like you know set the world on fire or anything like that. Like was Sal Canell like the best wide receiver on Auburn's team last year? No, but he was very important. He was a very big part of that offense. He was on the field a ton. Yeah, and we're talking about I mean as you go through this list, we, I've said a couple times, you know, they're filling positions of need mm-hmm. going into the season, and Sal Canella was brought in as a tight end. Right. A tight end slash wide receiver, kind of whatever you want to choose, and he said in the interview we did with him that he wanted to play tight end, his plan was to play tight end, and um, that was also, I mean, you can think back to 2017, 2018, 2019, I mean, there wasn't really wasn't a uh, a stud tight end necessarily. Yeah, you, you know what? I don't know. Did that that makes sense, right? I mean, they yes. didn't have um, a, a true starting tight end that they really liked, and so they went and tried to get one, and then they, obviously quarterback. Right, for sure. And so then, uh, twenty eighteen, you had Daquan Newkirk, who I think will be a if he can stay healthy, he's a starter in my mind. Um, I, I'm really high on Connus Miller, but I think uh, if Daquan Newkirk can stay healthy, I think Rodney Garner will put him next to Truesdale on the inside there. And then uh, I put Aaron Sippos down. He's not technically a JUCO guy, but like he was developed somewhere else. Because that's the argument against Malzahn getting JUCO guys, right? Is oh well, he can't develop talent or whatever. Yeah, that's, and Sip- Sippos was what a uh, he was an Aussie rules punter. Yeah, so like somebody else developed him. I really should have included grad transfers on this list too, but I just I just didn't. But um, so really, just technically, I believe it was just Newkirk in 2018. In 2019, there were none, but you did have three transfers, so they just addressed the stuff in a different way. It was Zach Farrar, J.J. Wilson, and then Michael Cohn, who's a guard. And then in 2020, they go back big again. 
They had a bunch this year. Killian Zaire, offensive tackle. DeAndre Butler, defensive line. Marco Damio, corner. Brendan Coffey, offensive tackle. And Marquise Burks, uh, a defensive tackle. So once again, addressing the needs with offensive tackle and defensive line. You lost four of your five starters on your offensive line. Mm -hmm. You lost pretty much your whole defensive line minus Big Cat and Truesdale. So you bring in other guys in. And... And for defensive line, you're replacing, you know, maybe the best defensive line class in school history. Yeah. And so it's like, might as well get as many bodies as we can. I mean, we've mostly been talking about younger guys to replace them. Same thing at cornerback, right? Uh, We talk about how young this secondary is going to be, especially at that cornerback position. Right. So they go get a guy that they, you know, know has experience. Um, That's that's it, right? Those are the only positions. Last year's is a little different. I mean, corner they, Marco Damio. So you lose you lose a first yeah, round said, pick to Noah Benani. Did you say that? Yeah, okay. I said corner. Yeah. Cool. Um, and and last year, twenty nineteen, you know, they brought in guys in, in positions where maybe they didn't know what the future was. Right. I mean, yeah. For the tight end, they that was a guy who played linebacker at Arizona State, and they were like, maybe if we bring him in as a tight end, he can be you know a, a stud catch passing pass catching tight end for us sure uh with zach for wide receiver he's a guy who came from youngstown state uh and you're having to replace darius slayton who who was a productive receiver for you and then um you have two different guys coming off of injuries so you don't really know what they're going to be able to bring in so you bring in um a big fast wide receiver that you think maybe if we need him he can play all right, in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn, I've got an article that I'm pumped about. I'm curious to see your response to it uh, right here on Locked on Auburn. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Michael. Zach. On College of Magnolia. That's a website. Yes, and it's also a place where you can hear Locked on Auburn if you would rather listen from your computer. That's probably the easiest way to do that. But uh, AU Nerd, great, great Twitter follow, at AU Sports Nerd on Twitter. But he put an article, uh, a film study on, here's the headline. Okay. We haven't talked about this guy in a minute. One minute? Why Romello Height is Auburn's most underrated 2020 signee. So we're back on Romello Height. Yeah, we are. And we got the film to back it up, courtesy of AU Nerd. And uh, I think uh, I think he makes good points. Yeah, you printed this article out for me. <laughs> so unfortunately, I didn't get the video. <laughs> <laughs> well, I highly encourage folks to go to College um, of Magnolia. We'll, uh, we'll tweet it out too today. But I think he does a great job of kind of breaking down what his strengths are. And he makes the argument of like looking at Height's frame and his size and his ability and kind of comparing it to some guys that are getting drafted in the first round. And he makes the argument that he was rated way too low. Yeah, and so, I 100% agree. Yeah, we joke about this and being back on Romello hype because this is the guy, if you guys remember when we did our recruiting breakdown, um, you know, at the beginning of the offseason, basically. And then when we did our uh, most exciting newcomers lists, uh, this was a guy that Zach is just incredibly high on and um i love him yeah he uh, 
This is the guy on signing day that Zach came out and was like, dude, we got Romello Height. And I was like, okay. And he was like, he's, you look at the he's stars the next, too much. He's the next Carl Lawson. I just. I said Jeff Holland. Whatever. But uh, I think initially you said Carl Lawson. And then later you were like, no. I'll say it. I'll say Von Miller. Auburn's Von Miller. Okay. Let's go. Um, And I was like, I don't know who that is. Not Von, not Carl Lawson, but Romello Height. And Zach's like, the guy who flipped from Miami. I'm like, that still means nothing. Again, I didn't follow recruiting. But, you know, I, I read the article, Zach, read all the words. Um, I like it a lot. He, he Does it sound like something that I said back in the day? Similar. He broke it down a little more than I did. A lot more. Yeah. Um, he's got, you know, I think it's a well-written article. He's got his hypothesis. He's got his data to back it up. Kind of explains, he explains everything really well. Um, I, I'm excited to see it. If he is, uh, I mean, obviously it's 6'6", 217 or whatever, or 6'4", 217. And he's a, he's a, a big kid who seems like you could, uh, you could definitely do some damage in the SEC. And this is... AU nerd goes even deeper than that. So um, I, I definitely would recommend going and, and reading the article. It enlightened me for sure. He may be the most underrated signing. I mean, are you okay more with me building him up now? now yeah, and, definitely. And, and, and AU nerd says this in the article like, it, it's not going to happen his freshman year. It's yeah. not going to be a 2020 thing, but possibly a sophomore, junior year, I think it's when you're going to really see him peak. I'm going to be honest with you, though. This is a player that this kind of quarantine stay-at-home situation might actually help a little bit. How come? Because a lot of what you would think are his like issues coming into his freshman year are like weight room stuff. He just needs to be developed more. You know what I'm saying? Like he's 217 pounds. Like that's six four. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's a rather skinny. I mean, he's ripped, but like he's a he. He just doesn't have a ton of size. One of the things that. AU Nerd says is kind of a, a weakness of his game is, is lower body power, lower body strength. And so it's like, Do those well, squats, baby. Um, he's now had, what is it? It's May, so he's had five months to be at home basically in quarantine doing squats. And yeah, you know they're giving him stuff to do at home. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, that could benefit him. He could show back up to campus at, you know, 230, 240. That'd be, that'd be too much. That There'd be a red flag there. I uh, you don't think you can 20 gain pounds? 20 pounds in five months? Depends what kind of weight it is. Okay. I mean, it's only four pounds a month. Okay. I'm just saying. like that, It's not like I'm saying like 60 pounds. It's not pounds like the guy hadn't been working out. I know. I okay. know. I know. Okay. Um, and obviously, nutrition's a big part, and we don't know what he has access to as far right. as that. But yeah. I just... Uh, Obviously, and it's going to affect different players different ways. And um, defensive line, as far as you know, hand stuff and everything. We we talk about Jeff Holland, and one of his things was that he was doing karate or whatever, whatever it was, to get better with his uh, at his hands on the defensive line. And so, as far as positions go, where I don't want to say defensive line is not like a super mental position, but it's not like he's playing a position where you have to super read coverages or super read or, or, you know, I don't know. I, he I, will I, not have to super read. You're right. I, I think that he may be more productive as a freshman than originally thought. Um, I do agree with you though. I, I mean, he's definitely a guy we're looking for in the future. Also, as far as underrated goes, I mean, I, I don't even know who else you would really throw into the mix for, like, most underrated guy in the class. I mean, obviously, Sawyer Pate's the, the obvious one. But besides him... Sawyer Pate's the GOAT. Yeah, but, like... Nobody is underrating Sawyer Pate. I mean... 
Not two, if you listen to this show. Two four seven and all those guys. I mean, they did. The recruiting website's clearly underrated. Him. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> but I mean, besides him, like Auburn just didn't bring in that many like three star guys. It's a, it's a luxury, but like when you're talking about underrating people. Auburn's I, whole I, class I, is like four and five. So we're going to talk about, oh, you underrated this four-star linebacker? Like, I, I get your argument. I get your argument for sure. Where, right. where, can, people, uh, where can people find you? Uh, follow me on Twitter at CouchPapTato. Follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Auburn. Follow it on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We will see you tomorrow. We're talking recruiting and possibly Auburn's newest commitment right here on Locked on Auburn. It's the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.